In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the last Sunday, the day immediately before the beginning of the Great Fast. And so, um, if you'll notice, some of the rites of the, of the liturgy have changed, where we have a mix between the normal uh, rites and then the rites of the Great Fast. And actually, the Gospel response that we're going to say after the sermon is going to be the Gospel response of the Great Fast. This is called the Sunday before the Great Fast because in this Sunday we are preparing ourselves to enter into the fast. Um, and we read in uh, Matthew 6, 18, speaking about fasting uh, in, this, in, the, in the Gospel reading of today where, where, it's, where the Lord said, Your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And this is categorizing the attitude that we should have whenever we are doing any good work and especially during this time of the Great Fast where we are supposed to embark on um, an ascetic journey that allows us to go deeper into our spiritual life, to increase our prayers, to increase our fasting, and to be worshiping God in secret, not intending to be showing off anything that we are doing, or not to be seeking any favor from men who would see us and see what we are doing, but only offering it to God in the secret place. So even though all of us are fasting together, it's a communal fast, the church as a whole is fasting, and yet each one of us has a personal fast, a personal a spiritual rule uh, that I've agreed with with my father a confession before God that I will uh, endeavor during the next 55 days to practice and to grow deeper in my faith. So I wanted to speak a little bit today about what is the acceptable fast, what is the, the, the type of fast that the Lord accepts because we don't want to spend 55 days fasting and denying ourselves things that we want and at the end the Lord would look at us and he said I didn't accept this fast that you offered. And so we're going to use an example, a model of what God himself said about fasting in Isaiah chapter 58. Uh, when the people were saying to God, we have fasted, but you have not heeded our fast. You have not listened to our prayers. You have not responded the way that we wanted you to. And we're going to see the way that God responds to them and see what we can learn from this passage. Okay, so we're going to read Isaiah 58 verses 3 through 7, and then we're going to discuss these points. So the people start out speaking to God, and they say, why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen? He's saying, why, why are we fasting and you're not paying attention to our fast? Why are you not considering that our fast is acceptable before you? Why have we afflicted our souls and you take no notice? In fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure. So this is God responding now. In fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exploit all your laborers. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate and to strike with the fist of wickedness. You will not fast as you do this day, to make your voice heard on high. Is it a fast that I have chosen, a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast and an acceptable day of the Lord? Is this not the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out, when you see the naked that you cover him, and not hide yourself from your own flesh? Here, the, the people, when they came to offer a fast to God, they were very focused on these externalities. They were focused on, we are going to put on sackcloth and ashes, we are going to um, act in a certain way, we are going to speak in a certain way, and to them, this was fasting. And they ask God, why is it that we are doing all these things and you do not hear us? Why is it that you do not consider this to be an acceptable fast? And then the Lord responded. And, and, and everything in the response 
was not focused at all on these externalities. It was focused, uh, focused on the internal things, right? It was saying, um, you have not loosed the bonds of wickedness. You have not undone the heavy burdens. You have not let the oppressed go free. You do not break every yoke. You have not shared your bread with the hungry, and so on. Okay? So this tells us something about what God is focusing on, not just during a period of fasting, but in our life in general. He's focusing on the internal things. Perhaps we do the external things because it helps us to reach the internal state that we should be in. But God is not looking at the external. The external is not something that's interesting, right? What's interesting is what is beneath, you know, what is beneath. So um, we're going to go through some of these points here uh, in, mentioned in this verse and try to get a deeper understanding of them. What are the characteristics of an acceptable fast? Well, the first is we want to get God's attention. Right? And he said this in verse 3, Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen? Why have we afflicted our souls and you take no notice? We fast to show God that we are serious about something. We are serious about repentance. We are serious about our, the request that we are making to God. We are serious because we are asking God for something and we want Him to respond to us. It is easy for us to ask of things of, of God when it costs us nothing. right? But fasting shows that we are willing to sacrifice in order to achieve something in order to receive something. You know, when you ask, is it, the, do we really want something? Like when we ask God to forgive us our sins. We say this all the time. You see all the prayers in the liturgy, we're asking God to forgive us our sins, forgive us our sins, Lord have mercy. We say Lord have mercy so many times, you can't even count the number of times that we say Lord have mercy. The question is, is do we mean Lord have mercy? Do we mean it or not? A person who just says Lord have mercy and it rolls off their lips so easily, right? This is one thing. But a person who is willing to afflict themselves, a person who is willing to sacrifice of their comforts, of their luxuries, of their money, of their time, of their food, a person who is willing to abstain from food and, and experience hunger, why? Because they want the Lord to have mercy on them. This is a different thing altogether. So it's easy for us to say things. It's easy for us to make requests of God because we know the right orthodox language to use, right? But God doesn't look at the words. He says, what is your intention? What is your heart? Are you willing to, to go deeper, right? To get God's attention, right? It is not something from the outside. It is something from the inside. Also, fasting involves some kind of affliction. It says, in fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure. This is God's rebuke of them. In the, fa in the day of your fast, you find pleasure. What kind of pleasure is this that we find in fasting? Fasting is intended to be difficult. Fasting is intended to be a kind of affliction. It's intended to be um, something that is un, uh, unpleasant. To be honest, it's unpleasant from the physical perspective. It's, it's, we're going to see food that we want to eat and we're not going to eat it. There's going to be things we want to do and we can't do it. This is unpleasant for us. It is intended to be this way, right? And actually God's rebuke of them says, in the time of your fast you find pleasure. So what was the point of your fast? that even though in some aspects you, you appear to, to men to be fasting, but in your heart you are finding pleasure. Meaning, we shouldn't try to cut corners in our fasting. We need to be very um, diligent and very determined and committed to complete our fasting rule, whatever the fasting rule is that my Father of Confession has given me, without trying to find loopholes and workarounds and, and other things that are going to ease the load on me. Because in the end, in order for the fast to be um, acceptable and beneficial to us, it has to be difficult. And it is only when we go through this period of time with this type of fast that when we come to the, to the Feast of the Resurrection that we really experience joy. 
we really experience there is something now that is going to happen that is joyful. It is joyful for my spirit. It is joyful for my body. It is joyful. We are remembering the resurrection of the Lord and we are participating with him. Also, the characteristics of the acceptable fast is involving the treatment of others, right? How do we treat others? Here, when the Lord is rebuking the people, he said, you exploit your laborers, right? So maybe you are fasting and maybe you change the food that you eat, but how are you treating other people? Right? It is not just about the, the fact of changing food. During the time of fasting, we need to be focusing on maybe some of our vices, some of the ways that maybe we mistreat others, some of the ways we disrespect others, how I maybe lose my temper and become angry, how is it that I might easily start cursing when I am angry at someone, how is it that I lose my patience, or maybe I'm very focusing on myself and have a spirit of selfishness. All these things are things that are, should, should be in our mind during the time of fasting. You know, here it's very clear. If we go through the fast and we are only just changing the type of food that we eat, but we are not focusing on how we are treating one another, then to God he's going to look and say, "What um, is this the fast I have chosen? Is this the fast that I'm calling you for or not? So it's important for us to kind of take a holistic approach when, when it comes to the fasting. Looking at everything, looking at our thoughts, looking at our actions, looking at our, 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 our practices, looking at everything and saying, how is it that I can dedicate this time to my spiritual growth and to growing? Reconciliation with others. He says, what indeed you, you fast for strife and debate and to strike with the fist of wickedness, right? Going along with the idea of treating others, are we always in strife and debate with others? How easy is it for me to, to argue? How easy is it for me to always want to prove my point and to always want to show that in the end that I am the one that's right in some kind of argument and to win the argument every time? Am I always in strife, in conflict, unable to yield, unable to compromise, unable to forgive, unable to reconcile with someone who maybe has done or said something that has hurt me? Right? This is not, again, what should be in the fast. If the fast is truly that I am that I'm sacrificing, if the fast is truly that I am, I, I am, I am like, um, not uh, exalting myself, right? then that goes along with exalting my will. I shouldn't be exalting my will. I should be meek in the way that I deal with other people. And this is a perfect time that if I was people that have hurt me or people that I'm in enmity with for whatever reason, to do what it is that I can in order to reach out to them, to try to reconcile with them if it is possible. Is, it there, is there someone that I'm envious of? Is there someone that I gossip about? Is there someone that I'm just angry with? This is a perfect time for me to ask God to, to help change my heart toward this person and to actually reach out to them and to try to reconcile with them. This is the point of the fast. It's not just changing our food. Um, to make your voice heard on high, in, in verse 4, right? This is, again, God speaks against this. To make your voice heard on high. What does that mean, right? To make my voice. Meaning, I want to express myself all the time. I always want to be the center of attention. I always want other people doing what it is that I think that they should do. How easy is it for me to let other people lead? To let other people drive? To let other people take charge of something? And I am there in a support role. I'm not there trying to lead it. I'm there trying to support them. I'm trying to give them what they need in order to, exceed, to, to succeed. And how about me? How do I act when I'm wronged by someone? When someone wrongs me in some way, do I, do I feel immediately that I need to retaliate? Do I feel like I need to take some kind of action? 
Or do in, in meekness and humility, I just maybe accept that this is a fact that this happened and I kind of just live with it and I, and I let it go. We have to accept what God allows in our lives without complaint, right? Maybe we try to change something for the better, but if something doesn't change, then we accept it as being the will of God for us. And this is part of this idea of meekness and silence. That is something we should learn in the time of fasting, not to make our voice heard, right? You know, some of the famous saints, like there was one famous saint, Saint Arsenius, he, when he wanted to learn this virtue of silence and not letting his voice be heard, he literally took a small pebble and he put it in his mouth and he walked around with it all the time as a reminder to him that any time his mind told him that he needs to speak, that, he needs to, that actually he needs to stay silent. And he didn't do this because everything he had to say was, was wrong. He didn't do this because he was a sinful man. He did it because he wanted to learn meekness and silence. And I'm definitely not advocating for us to walk around with a pebble in our mouth, right? But maybe it's something that we can think twice before our, the urge comes to us to want to speak out. Maybe we can ask ourselves, is what I'm about to say even necessary? Is what I'm about to say good? And maybe during this period of fasting, we can work on trying to talk less and maybe pray and think more. Another characteristic of the acceptable fast is that, as we said earlier, it was an, it's inward rather than outward. In verse 5, he said, Is it a fast that I have chosen, a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Also, we know that the Lord Christ um, was rebuking the Pharisees in the New Testament on the Sermon on the Mount when he said, Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. The idea is that the fast is truly a spiritual inward fast. It is something that we focus on in our hearts, in our prayers, in our thoughts, in, 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 in the way that we choose to, to, to change, to, to, in, to try to change, to struggle, right, during this period of fasting. And even though we, we, do, we do things like that are physical things, like for instance, there is food, obviously, that we change. We abstain from food for a certain period of time of the day. We might do prostrations. And actually, in, in the, the liturgies, the weekday liturgies, includes uh, 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 prostrations that are done right early in the morning. Because prostrations is one of the ways that we humble ourselves before God. But this is not intended to be just an empty outward act or an act that we do in order to be seen so that people see that we are very humble and repentant people. No, this is intended to be truly an act of repentance. Whereas here, the people were just doing some kind of a show. They were putting on sackcloth and ashes. They were appearing to be mourning over their sins from the outside, but on the inside, they were not, right? On the inside, they were not. It is not that God looks at someone who is crying and wailing, right? And then this person is the one who sees as the authentic Christian repentant person. God looks into the heart, there are some people that maybe shed tears over their sins, and there's other people that maybe do not, but are also very repentant in who they are. So fasting is not about externalities. It is not about what people say about us. It's not about the outward appearance. It is about the inside, and God judges the heart and not the, the outside. Also, the acceptable fast is characterized by a spiritual struggle against sin. Okay? He says, "What is this not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness? to undo the heavy burdens. These bonds of wickedness are the things that take away our freedom. This is why it is a bond. It is a bond. It's like we are walking around and we have some kind of something binding us, something that is keeping us from being ourselves. 
Something is keeping us from being who God created us to be. Some, something is preventing us from reaching our full potential. And this is what God wants us to focus on during the time of the fast. It's not just about the food, right? God wants us to change. God wants us that the person that we are at the end of the fast is not the same as the person who started the fast. God wants that the bad habits, the vices, the, the, the struggles, the things that control me, the things that come to my mind every time and I feel like I have no choice but to give in to them, those bad habits that we struggle with, the things that we regret after we do them, that maybe we do them on a, on, a, on a daily basis even, those things, God wants me to address those things. God wants me to look at those things and say, these things are, are wrong, and I, I am asking for God for strength during this period of fasting, and I'm asking it with a true sacrifice. Like I said at the beginning, it's easy for us to say, Lord, have mercy, and it's easy for us to say, God, forgive me. But who is it truly the one who is seeking the forgiveness of God? If I am willing to sacrifice my comfort, if I'm willing to sacrifice my food, if I'm willing to sacrifice something and to, to, to experience some kind of pain and affliction, and in this pain, I am asking God and I'm telling God, look, I'm giving up all that I can. This is what I'm able to do. I cannot loose these bonds of wickedness on my own. I know that only you can loose these bonds of wickedness, but I'm willing to show you how much I care about this, and, and for that reason, I will fast. This is what we do when we demonstrate fasting, when we show fasting to God. <clears throat> we are showing Him we are serious. This isn't just a casual request. Please, loose the bonds of wickedness, and this is what God wanted here, to undo the heavy burdens, right? These heavy burdens that burden us that we walk around with burdening us because they are limiting our freedom, they are limiting our ability to grow, they are limiting our ability to, ability to enjoy our life because we are struggling with these things day in and day out. This is the opportunity during the fast to undo the heavy burdens, and God grants us strength to do so. But in order for us to, to experience this, then we need to take the fasting seriously from the beginning because this journey, this 55 days, is... is, is put it in your mind, this is not 55 days of a diet change. This is 55 days of struggling against sin. And maybe pick one particular sin that, that you struggle with the most and, and fight. Fight against it and ask God to fight with you. The next or the last uh, characteristic of the acceptable fast that we were going to discuss based on this passage is serving others. In verse 6 and 7 it says, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out, when you see the naked that you cover him? So the fasting period is not just a time of self-reflection. It is not just a time of looking inward at myself, but is it a time also of looking outward at the people around me? What are the needs of the people around me? And this can start just from my, my own family. Right? Sometimes we go very far away. We're like, okay, what are the needs of the people in Africa? And that maybe I can go serve them. Before we get to Africa, let's focus on what are the needs of people in the next room. Okay? Those people that I live with, that God has given me as a family. What are those people or my close friends? What are those people's needs? And how is it that I can focus on their needs more than on my own needs? Right? to share our bread with the hungry, the poor, the people that are lacking, the people that do not have what we have, you know? And uh, I believe it's in the Mormon church, um, they have a, a practice where I believe like once a week they will give up a meal and they will take the money 
that they would have spent on that meal and give it to the poor, something like that. The idea is that we, we think of all of the blessings that God has given us, and instead of just re, you know, enjoying all of the blessings, we say, you know what, I need to give more. Right? This is a time of, of remembering God's blessings for me, and this is a time for serving others. You know, God does not serve people miraculously, right? in the sense that how, how is it that the poor people get fed? It's because other human beings decide to feed them. Right? I, I'm not aware of situations where there are certain places in the world where there is like some food miraculously comes down from heaven like manna, and that all of the poor people are fed. Right? The only way that God works you know, to serve these people, right, is through the church. It is through us. This is the means by which God is declared and proclaimed in the world. It is not through arguments, and it's not through preaching necessarily to a lot of people. It is through sharing of what we have. It is through showing love. And here, this is part of the fast. So part of the fast is detach yourself from your things. Detach yourself from your pleasures. Detach yourself from your food. Instead, focus on who else, while I'm the rest of the year, while I'm indulging in whatever food that I want to eat and other people are going hungry, right? During this time, don't focus so much on indulgence. Don't focus so much on enjoying the gifts that God has given us. Yes, God has given us many gifts and it is not wrong to enjoy them. But during the period of fasting, God wants us to redirect our focus. Instead of just focusing on all the things you have, pay attention to those who do not have. And, and the reason that those people do not have is not because they are bad people. It's not because they've done something wrong and we've done something right. God has blessed us maybe with wealth and God has blessed others with poverty. And he wants those who have been blessed with wealth to share with those who have been blessed with poverty. And this is again part of the fast. Maybe for those who have never tithed, right, to begin tithing, right? Or maybe those who are tithing to increase their tithes. Or not just with our money, but with our time, going and participating in some kind of service, right, to serve other people. Or serving in the church as well, sacrificing of my time in order to give it to God. So in conclusion, um, at the end of this passage, when, when the Lord is rebuking the Israelites for not having offered the correct fast, and he is now explaining to them how is it that they really should be fasting, undoing the heavy burdens and breaking every yoke and sharing our bread and struggling against sin and being focused on the inward rather than the outward, all the things we discussed, okay? What does he say? He said, this is what will happen. If you fast the true and genuine fast, this is what will happen in, in verses 8 and 9. He says, then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall bring, spring forth speedily and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. Right? We spend, you know, so much time trying to fix ourselves, maybe. And here he says, what? Come and offer this genuine fast to me. And he says, what? Your healing shall spring forth speedily. Like you want to be healed. You want to, you, you, not just physical healing, mental healing, spiritual healing. You want to be healed? Come to me and ask me. But don't just ask me flippantly. Don't just ask me casually. Ask me seriously. Ask me seriously, demonstrated by how I'm willing to fast in, in my request. Okay? Healing. And then he says what? Your righteousness shall go before you. Like we will become righteous. How? By asking God to grant us righteousness. Not because we are good. Not because we know the right techniques. 
but because God will grant us the grace of his Holy Spirit when he sees that we really are desiring it, that we really want it. Again, it is not a casual request. He will grant us protection, that we will be protected from our spiritual enemies. It says the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard, like he is guarding us. He's protecting us from sin. He's protecting us from our enemies. He's protecting the entire church. And then the last point is what? Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. How often do people say, I don't believe that God hears me or I don't hear the voice of God, right? Here he says, what? If you offer this fast, then when you cry to me, I will answer and you will hear me say, here I am. There are some people who feel the presence of God with them who feel at all times that God is with them, supporting them, protecting them. Even when things are not going as they wish they were, they still feel God's presence and they feel that they trust him and they have hope in God's presence. And there are others who feel like God is so far away that they even doubt whether he exists. Okay, What is the difference? Here, what does God say? He says, if you come with this true kind of fasting of faith, you come willing to sacrifice of your own things, then you will experience the grace of God. Then you will experience the presence of God. Then you will hear the voice of the Lord speaking to you in a very personal way and a way that cannot be denied. So if we want to be successful in our spiritual life without feeling frustrated and not realizing that God is very close to us even though maybe we don't see him and we can't hear his voice, here God is giving us the solution. He's saying, come to me, offer yourself, sacrifice of yourself, sacrifice of your time, sacrifice of your comfort, and do it because you are seeking the blessing from me, and all of these things will be given to you. You will be made righteous, you will be healed, you will hear my voice, and, and above all, I would say that we would enjoy our life. Because living a life apart from experiencing the presence of God is no life at all. It is simply darkness. Living with God, we are sacrificing for him, we are showing him that we care, we are showing him that we want to grow. We are showing him that even though we are sinners, we want to change. And God will forgive and God will hear, hear, heal and God will make us to hear his voice. So may God grant us during this next 55 days that we don't become lazy, that we don't put it off, that we start from the beginning. And to start from the beginning to fast means that I have to have a plan because I don't just go into Monday tomorrow without any kind of a plan and just hope that somehow all of this is going to happen by itself because it's not. The only way for this to happen is because I have to decide to choose to get rid of the food that's in my fridge right now and to buy a different kind of food. I have to decide that I'm going to wake up maybe a little earlier and pray every morning and pray in the evening. I'm going to have to decide to make time in my schedule to read the Word of God. I'm going to have to decide to increase my tithing all of these are decisions. These are not things that are going to happen outside of my will. They're going to happen only because I choose to do them. And, 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 and if I put it off, I will not choose. So I would implore all of us and myself that we would take this next 55 days as an opportunity from God to grow closer to him. And I'm sure that anyone who does this, what God says here in Isaiah 58, by the end of this fast will be a different person. In glory be to God forever. Amen.